Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. To another edition of the Sac City Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, joined as always by your boy, the reigning, defending, undisputed, somewhat, only somewhat heavyweight valedictorian of the show. He is AJ Johnson. Hello, and we have my best friend in the whole entire world, Aaron the Mukesia Mukes. And to his side and below me, we have. Oh, the smoothest, the smoothest voice in sports casting. He is Dylan Kearns. What's up, everybody? It's a beautiful May 27th evening here in the city. Episode 34 is about to be underway. We've got a great show ahead of us diving into the AFC South, their schedule, and their 2022 outlook. We've got top stories. We've got a fun and games Friday trivia game. We've got it all on tonight's show aj how goes it it's friday it's a long friday it's a good weekend i'm excited to not have to look at sunday and be like oh well that was quick we get an extra day i'm so excited i never used to get three-day weekends because i worked in the restaurant industry so like holidays just meant i was working longer so now (laughs) i get like an extra day off and it's looking forward to it i can get a lot of stuff done that's the plan this weekend it's a good day, but we're here in the present football, all that stuff. Yay. <laughs> over, under two things that get done on AJ's list. Taking bets. Absolutely over. Oh, Absolutely under the over. You don't know what's on my list. And then he'll say, <laughs> I, go he'll say oh, I tried, but my computer crashed on me. Yeah. Don't, I'm, don't, I'm going put that under the, don't put that into the world. <laughs> I don't need that Spectre, problem. Man. Spectrum. I was on the phone with Spectre for four damn hours. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Well, we're looking nah, forward to it. Good. We're looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, we've got a great show. I'm just going to dive right into this, guys. We're going to do the game first because it's Fun and Games Friday. And then get what? Wait, what happened? Yeah, never listens to anything. This guy, you know, what I, I do? I knew I should have put it on the dock and I didn't. And then, because I'm always like, okay, well, you know, he's going to come to each of us, ask us how we're doing. And then he just skips <laughs> yeah, it all together. He's so, he he's so disrespectful as a producer. Lately, I have not, uh, I have not gone to everyone in the beginning. In Normally it's one person yeah. and then hey, I move on. Uh, yes. you know, Aaron, how are you? So interesting. Uh, here, here, how are you? I'll solo you and you get your moment to shine. Thank you, because I'm sad. I, this is a little bittersweet moment for me. This will be my last show. Um, you didn't even announce that. This will be my last show for the foreseeable future. Um, I don't want to do this solo thing. Can you please be back to four box? I'm going to get emotional. Are you scared? No, this is a very emotional time in my life right now. I've been emotional all freaking week. Uh, yeah, this is going to be my last show for a while. And uh, no, nothing crazy. We're still we're still doing the Sac City thing. I'm still part of the team. AJ didn't kick me out. Or anything. Um, 
But yeah, I'm, I'm, my major announcement today that I wanted to tell the Facebook and YouTube viewers that have been so behind us is I'm starting a new job. I'm moving to Georgia. And I know I posted it on Facebook for those that have been following. Um, I will be a sports director at a news station. I'm not going to tell you what news station on here because I can't promote that news station on here. However, I am going to be a sports director. I will be on TV. You will see a lot more clips of me posting things. Uh, but this will be my last show for a few weeks, perhaps, um, until I can get settled into my spot in Georgia. And I want to tell all of you viewers, thank you, because you were a part in this as well, allowing me to come on here every day and talk my shit and ramble on, on and on until Vinny tells me to shut up. And uh, you were very receptive to that. So thank you guys out there for for watching us. And these guys are going to kill it while I'm gone. But yeah, I wanted to say thank you to everybody and let everybody know. I'm not going away. Just a short intermission. I'll be back in a, in a few weeks. And uh the different state we renegotiated his contract is what it was <laughs> yeah to be honest that's, that's really i'm i'm gonna need a lot more money guys okay now that my now i'm the big time and I, I might need a lot more money well that, that that's actually not how it works <laughs> yeah but, you remember when uh, dylan was big time yeah dylan's Hero. been big time and we he actually got a pay cut yeah and but then the i got my job and i also show. got a pay cut <laughs> like he was he was your big time and wasn't wasn't here i'm still going to be here so, so I, I actually did. I actually got a bigger pay cut after I got my job. So sure. that's kind of just how it works. Sure. Because once I got my job, things started getting hectic for the city. Eh. So I'm assuming, I'm hoping it gets hectic for you, you which home. probably will. You work. That is also very, <laughs> very accurate. But Maybe AJ also home works home, from home, and he yeah, doesn't have yeah. a goddamn second in his life. But you know, Aiden. I hate it. No, apparently he doesn't. <laughs> I, do. I do. I do. But congratulations, man. Thank you. We, uh, I, I said thank you to you guys, but I've told you thank yeah. you enough. Like, you guys are, uh, you know, a big reason as well. We we, we have our sentiment. It's a long time coming, here. man. It's a long time coming. And I, and, and I got to say, man, like props to you for holding on. I remember, you know, earlier in the, in the search when you were thinking of taking jobs that honestly just didn't deserve you. And as hard as it, and, I, and not to like make it about me or anything, as hard as it was for me to tell you to like hold, because I just knew something better would come. Like you did. that's your life. And for me to tell you to hold, like that's not, you know what I'm saying? But you did. And I'm so happy that the sports director position opened up out of school, man. Like the first position you got, that's amazing. That's awesome. Gives me inspiration. I've turned down some jobs because I want to be like you, buddy. Hey, <laughs> but congrats, hey, man. Thank Real you, appreciate you. Congrats, Love man. You. Okay, Vinny, now you can. Well, I, 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 before I now go into it though, Obviously, we're all proud of you, but you brought up something that I th I find very funny that everyone watching the show, I don't know if they understand how much they mean to us, like how much they how much their support goes into this. Like we're as people who are just trying to get into this industry, we're submitting stuff from this show to the big time, like to ESPN, we're submitting this stuff to the big networks to hopefully get our foot in the door. And this show would not be possible. And we wouldn't be continuing to try and go above and beyond if it wasn't for everybody in the chat, everybody watching on YouTube, everybody listening to us in their car right now on the podcasting platform. It wouldn't be possible without them. But either way, congratulations to Aaron. Like AJ said, they couldn't have happened to anyone more deserving than you. We wish you the best of luck. Thank you. And we'll probably see you like next week or something. Yeah, we'll, you'll sure. probably pop yeah, in. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> so, I'm gonna find a way to be on the show as soon as I can. You guys know. He'll be broadcasting from exactly. a bus station as he's homeless. <laughs> this is the best part. This is the best question, though. Does this mean that you'll become a resident Falcons fan? Oh, AJ, 
need some backing. Although First AJ all, has you just... guys know me better than that. I don't jump ship. I'm, I'm with the Titanic. I'm the violinist on the Titanic that's going down with my ship. That's a ticket. <laughs> hey, I'm going all the way hey, down with the Dallas you're a Jets Cowboys. Jets fan, no remember? At least, at least your ship ha- is still in the process of sinking. Mine and Dylan's ship, well, <laughs> part of Dylan's ship, has not has just been sunk for the past twenty five years. Okay, so so there you go. You don't but, get the uh, reference. But yeah, AJ, I was going to refer to your Wentz uh, love. That I was going to refer to. <laughs> well, I get it. Just man, yeah. it's you're, like Patrick you're, Mahomes. You're Wentz Patrick Wentz. Mahomes to me is like Carson Wentz. Yeah, oh there you gosh. go. At least How you just picked a better guys. quarterback to support. Oh. I will never support another football player again because it'll follow me for the rest of my career, apparently. So every player sucks. It's just what it is. That That's much better. That is that is much better. <laughs> All right. Let's do it, boys. Can we see this? We cannot see this. God, mother. This is what we are doing tonight. You guys have to give me the top 20 players with the most sold jerseys in 2022. You guys get three strikes. This obviously isn't going to work, so I will let you know if they're on there, and we will go from there. 20 players will go around the horn, try to knock try to knock me out. Same rules as last week. Okay? Everybody get it? Everybody good? I think we understand. Okay. From this year? Top 20, pl- top 20 jersey sales of 2022. Okay. Top 20 players with the most sold jerseys in 2022. 22 active players aj once the music starts you are on the clock all right well let's uh start off uh, with the easy ones here let's go with the uh, joe burrow there it is that is correct mm, yes who's that uh aaron you're next uh, i am going to go with big off season move Devonte adams Raiders. uh that is incorrect what <laughs> Wow, that's incorrect. This is from wow. last season. This is from last season, not upcoming season. You said twenty twenty two. You screwed us there, Vinny. Give restart. The so game. I'm thinking right now. Yeah, restart. The game. No, I meant from la- from the prior season. Well, they, they from the prior season. Clown shoes. Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty two season. Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty two season. Can we okay. Go back then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you get another shot here since you didn't. Tom Brady. Yes. Nobody understood that. Correct. Tom Brady <laughs> is the number one sale of the year, by the way. Um, Patrick Mahomes, the second. That is correct. Matthew Stafford. That is correct. Old McDonald, Mac Jones. That is correct. <laughs> wow. He is in the top five. Yeah, he is I number five. Last year before, after the draft. Yep. Yep. Dylan? We'll go Jalen Ramsey. That is incorrect. You have a strike. That was a good catch. Not a bad catch. catch. Jamar Chase. That is correct. I'm screwed. Uh, Super Bowl champion. Aaron Donald. That is correct. I picked the wrong defensive guy. Um, (laughs) Gonna go. DeAndre Hopkins. That is incorrect. You have two strikes oh, now. Now you're screwed. <laughs> you you could be the first person eliminated in this Most game. Most definitely will. <laughs> <laughs> so just um, to, just to reset, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen more players remaining. 
13 players. So, go would have been easier to tell us how many we've already gotten. You guys have um, gotten. Right. <laughs> um, I'm going to say this, even though it just popped in the chat. I was going to say that before you started counting. Uh, Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. That is correct. You have. Ooh. You guys have knocked out the top three. It's Brady, Mahomes, Allen. Actually, you guys have knocked out the top five. Brady, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, and Mac Jones round out the top five. Wow. You guys are missing the rest of the top ten, though. I'll say I'll stay the homework pick. I'll say Dak Prescott. That is number six. If this was based last year going in, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Stefan Diggs is still getting jersey sales. And uh you are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh Aaron Rodgers. That is correct. Oh my next one. Uh Dallas Cowboys. No sequence. Uh, who did they? CD Lamb. <laughs> that is Ooh, correct. He is a at good 13. one. Yeah, he was drafted last year. You got to think uh, about. You got to think about guys that were just drafted. I'm also going to think about guys that were taking the league by storm. Debo Samuel. That is incorrect. That is your first strike. Ooh, okay. I was going to go there too. Um, we're back. Lamar Jackson. Carson Wentz. That is correct. <laughs> Number 11. Still taking the league by storm. Let's go with my guy, Kyle Pitts. That is incorrect. AJ is no. down to his last strike. Wow. That's a good pick. Damn. That is a good pick. <laughs> I'm glad I, I stumped you. Well, well, there goes, I thought those two were. I was going to get ready to say Panay Sewell. No, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who was in the Super Bowl two years ago? How long do I have? <laughs> I, I, well, I really, it's, it, sh- it was 10 seconds. Oh, what was what we were going with? That is correct. Travis oh, Kelsey is one. on that list. It's a good one. He is 19. Oh, that was close. Well, you you already get Staff. You are you guess Stafford, and he's 20. So you. I didn't guess Stafford. That was. Uh, that was me. Oh, yeah. that was a good he one. He was 20. Yeah. All right. Well, I won't say the. It's never about how good they are. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, it's not. I'm gonna take a flyer. I'm gonna take a flyer. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, AJ is out. Wow, Trevor Lawrence didn't. The number one overall pick. Nope. Jacksonville happy fans. Damn, three in a row that I thought were. um, I thought at least two of them were surefire. So Aaron, you have what? Two strikes? No, I have no strikes. Yeah, he's got zero. He took away the one that Your response to AJ's made me feel like you kept getting him wrong as well. Yeah, but I I was just going to, those were like my next guests when he kept saying, because I was getting ready to say Zach Wilson next, and he said Trevor Lawrence, so I'm definitely not saying Zach Wilson. Um, (laughs) I'll I'll say George Kittle. George Kittle is seven. So you have one through seven right now, or you have one through seven. You have number nine. Number nine was Aaron Rodgers. Number 11 was uh, Lamar Jackson. So you're missing 10. 8, 12, 15, 16, and 18. This is good. Do I feed the duck? That'd be better. Well, the music is distracting me because I like the beat. But I, <laughs> okay, I, I'll give you one that doesn't have a good beat. I don't really, I'm trying to think of some names. And, uh, did we say Tyreek Hill? We did not uh, say Tyreek Hill. I'll say Tyreek Hill. There's your first strike. Tyreek uh, Hill is not on this list. Okay. Um, we're gonna go oh, oh, man. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is number 10. Yep. I was like, why is Justin Herbert's name not said yet? 
There's uh, another easy one that we, we definitely overlooked. There's a few easy ones that you have uh, overlooked. That's too no. I'll say it, Jonathan Taylor. That is also incorrect. Yeah, wow. Oh, one more strike. Derrick Henry. That is also incorrect. Wow. You are now eliminated. Cooper Cup. I have one. This no. is the final list. There wow. are some names I didn't think would be on there, uh, but yeah. it is accurate. I fact-checked this on multiple websites. Tom Brady led the league uh, in jersey sales. Patrick Mahomes followed him up. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Mac Jones, Dak Prescott, George Kittle, Justin Fields was the other rookie yeah. quarterback you guys did not name. Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, TJ Watt, CeeDee Lamb, Aaron Donald, Nick Chubb, which Chubb. kind of surprised me a little bit, but got a yeah. shout out to Dog Pound. Uh, Zeke was on there. You backed off of that one. Yeah. Jamar Chase, DK, Kelsey, and Stafford round out that list. I'm actually uh, happy that I won this, this, this battle. That's pretty good. That's good. That's good. He All said right. I'm pretty that good. Was like, our... I'm happy I won it. Yeah, he had, he had, like, all of us had to guess 20 names. Hey, yeah. honestly, well, there's three of you with three strikes. Well, they got their three he, strikes after, like, five names. I had to do the whole that's damn thing by myself. That's not my fault. I got, like, seven of them right. Hey, I lasted hey, longer I'll than be honest. I'll be honest, dude. I've been watching, so shout out. I guess I'll shout out that they don't really need a shout out because they're already doing great. I watched, I've been watching a lot of Barstool lately, and they have a trivia contest. They do, like, a trivia tournament. And I've been watching them, and that's where I got the idea of like a list this type of trivia uh, style. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna. And and lately, it's just been too easy for you guys. Like every time I try and do something, it's always like super easy. So then I was, I'm, I'm taking it to the next level. I'm saying, f you guys. Cool. Well, you are. Every, I mean, this is why we get paid to do this. You're not. Yeah, there it is. Austin <laughs> Eckler was not on there. T.J. Watt, sure, uh, Bailey Guest was on there. Uh, Jalen Hurts not on the, it, it. Yeah, interesting list. Some names uh, that were shocking to me that weren't on there. For sure, for sure. Uh, let's get into the top stories and we kick things off with LaShawn McCoy. Shady McCoy is back in the news, obviously not playing, but he had some choice words for his former offensive coordinator in Eric Bieniemy of the Kansas City Chiefs. It's the reason why every year they keep hyping him up to get a, a coaching job, a head coach or office coordinator job Ooh. from somewhere else. And then when the time comes, nobody hires him because they know what type of coach he really is. So Shady had some really, really choice words for a offensive coordinator that everyone has been talking about being the next head coach, but never gets the job. So Aaron, I'll start with you. What were your first thoughts when that, when LaShawn McCoy and that, that quote popped into the world? Um, like, like most people, I thought LaShawn McCoy is just trying to get clout. But then when I thought about it a little bit more, this is things we've said. And I, I'm not speaking directly for what LaShawn McCoy is referring to about his time in Kansas City. But Eric Bieniemy, every year we're talking about him becoming a head coach or being a possible candidate for a head coach. And then he doesn't get the job. And we've come on here a number of times. I know myself uh, in particular have said there's got to be something. There's something these teams are, are not seeing or there's relationships that have been fractured that is not giving him the opportunity because we've seen time and time again, other guys get the job over him. And I think, I think Shady's onto something, but I don't know if it's directly what he's referring to as far as the reason why Eric B is not getting these jobs. I'm sure there's a little bit of scorned ex-girlfriend type mode uh, going on in his mind, but there's definitely something going on with Eric. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I just like the idea that we finally have some insight. And despite what you want to say, whether Shady McCoy just hasn't been around, so no one wants to, no one's heard from him, so he's just talking or this and that, and that might have some sort of truth to it. But let's not forget these players in these locker rooms, they are upfront and personal. They see these things, they see things that they don't, that other people who are acting these things don't recognize other people are seeing. And what I mean by that is who's to say Shady McCoy wasn't sitting off on the sideline watching Eric Bieniemy berate another player who maybe deserved it, but could have went a different way about it, you know? And it's things like that. We, we look at how Urban Meyer was left from Jacksonville because of the things that he was saying and the things that he was doing to his staff and his players. These are adults. These are grown men with families, responsibilities, and there's a level of respect that goes on. And if you go into an interview with any of these any of these organizations and they get the type of feeling that you're not going to be a positive influence to them, you know, they, they have reason to, to stave off and go another route until they feel that you're the right person for their position, for their opportunity. So uh, if you, if, it can't just be what you put on the field. It has to be the type of person you are, the fact that you are or are not a leader of men. And so far it seems that Eric Bieniemy hasn't been able to prove that to an organization rooting for him, but doesn't look like we've gotten there yet. It's always interesting when players that either retire or just have been out of the league for a little while end up hit, having these platforms where they speak. And they, I mean, it doesn't just happen with LaShawn McCoy. You see with other football players, basketball players, baseball players, they go on these podcasts, they tell stories of certain things. And this sounds like something Shady McCoy's held on to for a little while. And he, 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 had, a, he had a platform to voices why he believed uh, the enemy was not going to be a, a head coach. There's a reason there. And I think it does go back to AJ's point. You gotta, you gotta make sure that you make these background checks big time when it comes to head coaches. The Urban Meyer example is one that I mean just got thrown over the wall. I mean that was one that they thought, okay, yeah, he's a winner. Let's bring him in. Doesn't matter. Character concerns can get by as long as you win football games. Well, that got magnified. So uh, if that's if that truly is the case with Eric Bieniemy, then maybe Lashawn McCoy's onto something here. This one just doesn't make sense to me, to be completely honest. And I, I see it in the chat. Some people are saying Shady's just trying to stay relevant. Although I'm not completely sold on the these old timers or these guys that are not in the league anymore trying to stay relevant. I don't I don't believe that. These guys are former NFL players. They're always going to be relevant in some way, shape, or form. I just want to go back to when Shady was actually playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. He actually said these very kind words about his former offensive coordinator saying he's one of the best running backs coaches in the league. It's time for him. You keep hearing his name come up. Usually where there's some smoke, there's some fire. I think eventually he'll get a job. He told that to newjersey.com to me. This is, this is very weird to me. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand why he would say something like this. Like you said, Aaron, there, there may be something going on in the background that we as the media do not see but Shady goes from praising him to trying to tear him down. Maybe he was praising him because he had to, or maybe now he's just salty because he's not in the league or didn't like the way things were handled in Kansas City. Well, okay, so I, I, that's the first time I've seen that quote. You mentioned you had a quote earlier from Shady. Can you bring the quote back up? Because I read that completely different. Um, I read it as he gave him respect, saying – He's one of the best running back coaches. Like it's time for him to get the, get an opportunity, but I, I don't know where the usually where there's smoke, there's some fire. Like I don't know is, yeah. is he saying like there's other things going on that that are keeping him from getting that job, or is he talking about there's smoke, there's fire? Like he he's going to be getting hired soon. Um, the one thing that I will speak to 
I don't think this is about old heads trying to stay relevant. I think if, if we didn't have the whole entire clip there, Shady said some other things about the way he coaches some of the older players. They don't aren't very receptive to, to that style and they're not going to take it. And I think that's where the tension came in between him and the enemy is like, hey, he's like, I'm a veteran. I've done this. I've been in the game. You're not going to talk to me like you may talk to someone. And that goes directly to coaching style. So even though this player had a disagreement, he could still have respect for that coach. And so I think what he's saying is maybe these organizations don't feel like Eric Bieniemy can connect enough in a locker room to a different, different personalities, older players, veteran players, younger players, and be able to command that locker room like they want from a head coach. And I think that's more what, of what it's about than just him trying really to bash Eric Bieniemy. And sometimes these things come across the wrong way when they're, they're put out there a certain way. And he was having a conversation based on what Brandon Marshall and them were really asking him about his time yeah. in Kansas City. So um, I think it's probably blowing a little bit out of proportion, but make no mistake about it. Shady's a respected running back in the NFL. Eric Bieniemy is, a, for the most part, from what we hear, is a respected offensive coordinator in the NFL. Does that mean he's going to get along with every player? No. And we've seen tensions like this um, in the past. I just think there is something to be said why he's not getting hired as a head coach year after year after year when guys are getting their first opportunity and he consistently has. That may be a good thing. It may be a bad thing. Or maybe it, it obviously may be a bad thing, but it also could be a good thing. It could be one of those things like, okay, maybe a Josh McDaniel situation where he's waiting for that right opportunity or he's just waiting for the old man to go go on to – retirement and in that old man i don't mean it disrespectfully about andy reed oh, but but it's <laughs> he's old but it's okay <laughs> wait, waiting for andy reed to pass the torch to eric Bieniemy. maybe they have uh an unwritten agreement of okay hey like you're gonna be my offensive coordinator while i'm here and then when i'm ready to go the keys are all yours we're gonna move on so i mean who knows well, the, the only thing is i think that's the last resort because we hear he's he applies for damn near every job that's open in the nfl if you know, if the case was I'm just waiting for Andy Reid, I mean, sure, maybe you, you toss your name in the hat for one or two to see your standing. But I mean, he is actively in the name for damn near every head coaching opening, at least spoken about once. You know, so with it being like if he was waiting for him to retire, I don't think he'd be so aggressive in the offseason. I think he really does want a head coaching position, and at this point in time, it's to go and try it no matter where it is. Let's I not mean, forget if it was me. Go ahead, finish. Go ahead and finish, but if it was me, I would have done the Josh McDaniels route, tried it out, and hoped I could come back to Andy Reid while he was still there to continue to learn. And then maybe I get that position, or maybe I'm ready in the future when the next opportunity comes up. Don't forget he jumped on that Brian Flores lawsuit. He was part, he joined in yeah. on that Brian Flores lawsuit. And there could be something Good to point. that. And now, now that he's in there, he might not get an opportunity anytime soon. Really good point. Dylan, anything? No, I think you guys really nailed the nailed it and hit the nail on the head. There it is. Um, yeah, there it is. Uh, that does it for our top stories, though. We're going to get into our main event and our 2022 AFC South schedule and their outlooks. But first, AJ, please do the fans a favor and tell Me? them where they can follow us at. All right, ladies, gentlemen, it's Fun and Games Friday. And you know that because you saw the updates when you followed Sac City Pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. We love all the support. We love all the love. 
And when you're on those sites, go ahead and give the love. Hit those hearts, hit those shares, hit those likes, comment. We love the interaction. The more you comment, the more we go back at you. We found our ways to get some haters on our, on our page too. We love chirping with the YouTube and the Twitter fandom. So keep commenting, keep coming at us with that energy. And uh, let's be uh, frenemies for, for life, guys, for life. Let's be frenemies. So Sac City Pod, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. Your boys are back in town. Let's yeah. get it. Our, social, our socials are not just a podcast. We're not just like a podcast page, okay? We are putting out content at this point for everybody to join in and be sports fans. So it's not just a podcast page. This is if, if, you're, if you're worried about branching out and following us on other platforms, just take the leap. We promise we won't let you down. It is where we, we're where it's at, okay? Our socials are where it's at. Uh, and also, don't forget to uh, listen to us on all the podcasting platforms. If you uh, miss a show, or maybe want to go back and listen to a show or want to go play a show for your friend. Maybe you're at work and you got the radio. You got keys to the radio. Don't let your friend down. Put on the Sac City podcast. Let your friends hear the greatness that is. And uh, enjoy it in the car on the way home. Listen to us on all the podcasting platforms. We're there. Check us out. We're now going to get into the AFC South. And we start off with the Tennessee Titans. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. We're now going to get into the AFC South, and we start off with the Tennessee Titans. Their schedule looks like this, including four primetime games, one in week two at Buffalo, week nine at Kansas City, week 11 at Green Bay, and week 17 against Dallas. This schedule, gentlemen, not very nice to the reigning AFC South winners. Dylan, what's your storyline heading into the 2022 season for the Titans? My storyline is King Henry rules the season. King Henry rules the season. I think this year more than any other year, when you look at the Tennessee Titans, it has to be on the back of Derrick Henry. I mean, this guy's just an absolute bulldozer, and he needs to be the focal point of their offense. Banged up last year. You did have A.J. Brown, who obviously missed some time. A.J. Brown's out of there now. This has to be on the shoulders of Derrick Henry, and he has to be the one that could really get this, get this team going. But, I mean... The defense, they're okay. But, I mean, other than – I think Derrick Henry, if, if there's no Derrick Henry this year, this team's going to be atrocious, and all their offensive production is going to have to come out of that spot. Yeah, um, I'm going to slightly disagree with you. Derrick Henry is going to be amazing. I know that. But uh, you can't be a one-trick pony. And taking away A.J. Brown, that is kind of what this offense is looking at. So – my storyline is more about this defense and how long they can pull their offense along. Uh, like we saw them do last year, this defense was a big reason uh, why the Tennessee Titans were able to stay in first place in the AFC South, uh, why they were able to get the bye. Uh, after Derrick Henry went down, this team, this defense, that front seven with Danico Autry and Harold Landry and Jeffrey Simmons, those guys really carried it along, gave time for that secondary to get back together and figure themselves out. They were ranked number 28th all the way through week six. And they ended the season ranked six overall. Uh, they were top three for a number of weeks in the back end of the season. So I'm wondering if this defense is what it's going to be on again, because this offense right now to me, I think their line has regressed. Uh, their receiving options obviously have regressed. I'm not going to go too hard on Traylon Burks, but 
doesn't seem like he's been able to put a full drill in at OTAs yet. Um, and they've been talking about that a little bit here and there. So, I mean, Tannehill's got, got a got a very big uphill battle. Uh, so hopefully this defense can be strong and uh, get a couple wins for this offense until they can get it together. You're making those Titans fans upset in the chat, okay? You're making them upset with your words of hurt. With my truth? Pain. It's, it's, it's hurtful. No, I, I find it really funny, though. Like, heading into last season, the biggest thing we talked about was the Titans the Titans defense and that being their biggest concern. And it's funny how things change to where now that defense is what we're saying. How long can they rely on it? They got a Caleb Farley hopefully back. And that offense just still seems very shaky. There's a lot of uncertainty if I don't know. I don't believe in Ryan Tannehill. That's 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 my personal belief. And then when you look at the schedule, it's not very favorable for the Tennessee Titans. Aaron, when you look at this What's the one game or maybe games that stand out to you the most? Yeah, so for me, it's just the the big-time matchups in the AFC, the teams that they're going to have to beat to get to the Super Bowl, right? Uh, They were the number one seed in the AFC. We all know that. But they haven't been able to get past these teams in the playoffs. And you're talking about a Kansas City, a Buffalo, that they're going to be having to beat those teams and more consistently. They play in a division where they get basically four wins the season with Houston and Jacksonville. And again, I'm not saying they beat them every time, but a lot of people look at them and say, okay, that should be four wins on their schedule. This year, Indy's got a new quarterback. Indy's going to be good this year. Uh, We talked about the Raiders. They got the Raiders on the schedule. Green Bay's on the schedule. Cincinnati, Philadelphia is better. How are they going to compete against teams, playoff teams consistently throughout the entire season? You talked about that offense. Um, This is going not, this is not a hot take. This is going to be, make people very, turbed at me and i'm not saying like it's time for somebody to fall off a cliff but derrick henry has nearly a thousand carries in the last two and a half a thousand we saw what happened last year in the middle of the season he gets hurt he breaks his foot i want to remind people how quick we are with running backs to label them the best running back in football and how quickly they fall off i can name names todd Gurley, ezekiel elliott christian mccaffrey saquon barkley and now derrick henry who before two years ago or three years ago, he was okay. He did he had barely a thousand yards, was splitting carries, about 215 And then two years ago, he starts getting the bulk of the carries and he goes bananas, 1,500 yards, then 2,000 yards, and then a thousand, almost a thousand yards last year in, in the half season. But he, now he's 27, right? He's going on 28 years old. It's going to be a, a decline more than it is an incline. He's not going to get better than what he's been. He's going to only go down. And I think I think that's a big problem for a team that relies on the is running it, game so much. Is it though? Because I know what I know what people are probably no, no, I I I am aware of how important Derrick Henry is to the game, the offense, everything. But I know that last season the Tennessee Titans, they didn't it's not that they missed a step without Derrick Henry, but that run game was not the problem for Tennessee when it came down to it, when Derrick Henry was out. It that was run absolutely game. the problem. See, this is this is what we do because we saw Deontay Foreman come in and have good games and Hilliard. Oh, what Superman. is that? Why do they have good games? Because as a defense, I no longer have to put eight in the box. I no longer have to put an extra safety up there to worry about Derrick Henry. I'll let Deontay, good luck Deontay Foreman being consistent enough to beat me, right? So I can now play more coverage on A.J. Brown. I can now stop that play action. 
so you're not necessarily saying this is about a fear of people not, not people not being able to carry the torch while Derrick Henry's out, but the the fear of defense is not selling out for Derrick Derrick Henry anymore, and the lack of weapons that Tennessee has that it's gonna it's going to be all on that running game, and it's not and you can't win in this league without relying without at some point relying on your passing attack. Robert Woods coming off of a torn ACL, a trail on Burks, who's having some question marks early on. Obviously, that could pan out. He could end up doing well once mini camps and all that stuff gets rolling in August, but or July. I there's just a lot of uncertainty no and the trust of a is team not there. that can't run the football. That's Young, why King Henry wrote the Kansas Wolf City Chiefs. Chiefs the last year when we were trying to like the first part of the season. Teams can scheme against you when they know what you want to do. When you have a, a weapon like Derrick Henry who was healthy and running at his full potential, it makes their passing game great no matter if they have weapons or not because of the play action. Without Derrick Henry being, to me, I don't know that Derrick Henry can carry another 370. I don't. Maybe that's I don't why, think he should. I, maybe that's why they drafted Hassan, Hassan Haskins, though. Perhaps, but that's uh, not, like, let's, let's be honest. Are we anybody here thinking Hassan Haskins is going to be Derrick Henry? No, 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 no. But to spell them and, and to, to lighten <laughs> yeah, the workload. But yeah, yeah I, I would I would assume it's to lighten the workload. I don't know that Tennessee's offense can be successful without Derrick Henry getting 35 carries. That's fair enough. That's let's, my, yeah. let, let's see what this get what our uh what our standings look like for the Tennessee Titans. Aaron, you have them at eight and nine. AJ, you have them at seven and ten. Dylan, you have them at nine and eight with a winning season, and I am the lowest of everyone. <laughs> maybe disrespectfully low. You're just disrespectful. Maybe just dis- maybe disrespectfully low. And I, I I I can go through my schedule and tell you guys the losses. I mean, it's not it's not far fetched to think that they can go mm-hmm. that they go six and eleven. Uh, I have them losing to Buffalo, not crazy. I have them losing to Las Vegas, not crazy. Losing against Indianapolis, again, not crazy. Outside of the bye, I have them winning against Indianapolis, so I have them splitting that. Then they, they lose to Kansas City, lose to Denver, lose to Green Bay, lose to Cincinnati, lose to Philadelphia, lose to the Chargers, and lose to Dallas, and lose to Jacksonville at the end of the season. So maybe two of those games can be flip-flopped and changed, like the, the Jacksonville game at the end of the season, and maybe like uh, somewhere they get they can find a way to beat one of these top playoff teams, but I just don't see it. And that's why I have them at six and eleven because I just don't see that ending up happening. Denver at home—that's a game that they could win. I mean, we, yeah. we we like Denver, but they still have to go on the road to Tennessee. I think that's a game that they can win. Um, I actually have them weirdly winning more games than you, but losing twice to Indy. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. But I, I do have them beating a couple of good teams. I have them beating the Chargers. I have them beating Denver, and I have them beating Philadelphia, um, along with the rest of the okay. teams on their. Or, uh, I, I like Bailey's comment. I like Bailey's comment. Yeah. Vrabel's a heck of a head coach. Yeah, I agree. He, I mean, he's, he's, there's no way that he could go. He could lose 11 games but, with his roster. But what's one think? thing we talked about this offseason? We're starting to see things kind of spiral. Maybe and maybe Vrabel will be able to get that all under control. And maybe maybe he changes yeah. everything around. He's a very good coach. I respect him. And they, and I agree. It, it it looks disrespectful to say the Tennessee Titans who have won this division and have been good ever since have been good for the past few seasons. Well, they have average. They haven't had they've they been haven't average. Had less than nine wins though in a long time. That's what I'm saying. They've been a pretty 500 team for the past few years. And a big part of that is because of Mike Vrabel. And I do respect that. And if you look at the six and 11, you think it is disrespectful, but uh, it's not when I listed those losses for the Titans, 
Are any of them that crazy? No, no, but but it's also not that crazy to think that they could win some of them. I agree, so, and that's yeah. why I'm not saying maybe at, maybe once the season starts, once we get to our full predictions on September 1st before the season starts or whenever before the season starts, maybe it'll change. But I don't. I, I I still think as of right now that the Tennessee Titans are a six and eleven team and not the cream of the crop in the AFC South anymore. Who I do think is the cream of the crop in the AFC South is the Indianapolis Colts. Their schedule looks like this with a primetime game against Denver in Denver week five, followed up by Pittsburgh in week 12 on Monday night football, Dallas right before the bye on Sunday night football and the chargers Monday night football week 16. AJ, what is the storyline heading into the Indianapolis Colts season? Man, you know, it's really funny that we're here again because Last year, the Indianapolis Colts got this guy by the name of Carson Wentz, and I thought it was a fresh start and he'd be good, and so it ended. And we know how that ended. Of course, this happens. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to do it again. They got a new quarterback, and his name's Matt Ryan. And I'm going to ask, is it crazy to think that the Indianapolis Colts can be Super Bowl contenders? I look at this roster, and I think they are deep, on the definitely on the defensive side. I think they are well-rounded on the offensive side. And I think the weapons that we talked about them not having last season when it comes to receiving, I think they fixed a small amount of those problems based on the quarterback they got as well as uh, the collection of pieces and what they specialize in. Uh, everywhere you look, this is one of the teams, I think, in the AFC South that can embody next man up mentality better than some of the other teams because they have the wherewithal of, of depth pieces. So I look at this roster, and I think that they have the possibility to go very deep, very deep into the offseason. Oh, I'm sorry, into the postseason. I love the addition of Jelani Woods. I think him and Mo Ali Cox having those big six foot eight, 275 type guys on the edges to block and to be red zone threats and to be first down blankets. I'm all about that. The pickup of Yannick Ngakwe and Stefan Gilmore, those are huge pickups on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, they have to get everything situated with Kenny Moore, and I'd imagine they will. Um, this is a really talented roster, and uh, I definitely think that they they have no reason not to be the number one seed in the AFC South. Yeah, uh, when I wrote this, if I was writing for the Indy Star, my headline, can the Colts, what I have them at, uh, can the Colts take the next step, right? That, that's, that's what they need to do. I mean, every single year where they're overhyped as shit. Every single year, they're the most overhyped team in the league because they see the thing. Oh, they got a good defense. They got Jonathan Taylor. They got, oh, we can do this. We can do that. Show it to me, okay? Chris Ballard, he's been a, a non-aggressive GM most of his career. That switched. He ended up making a lot of uh, off-season additions um, as he brought over some pieces to Indianapolis. And, I mean, that's something that he hasn't done in a while. I mean, he's this is a guy, this is a team that every single year you expect them to do something big, and then they don't. I mean, it's it's got to get to a point right now. I think they need to take that next step, and I believe they can with who they brought in on the offensive side of the ball and on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, for me, my storyline is, is Matt Ryan going to do the same thing that Phillip Rivers did two years ago? Uh, I think people forget how good Phillip Rivers was for them two years ago, which is going 11-5, and five, playing well, getting to the playoffs, but falling short because he's kind of past his prime. And, you know, Matt Ryan's been good. He hasn't been great over the past couple of seasons. His, his yards have gone down basically every season. He's throwing in more interceptions. Um, now at this stage in his career that he's thrown in the past, and I get it. 
played in Atlanta. But he did have Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones the past couple of seasons, Al Pitts last year. Um, so he's had some talent there. Um, I just worry that this is the same Colts team that they were two years ago, which is a really good football team, but good running back in the backfield, good defense, but just not enough to get over that hump to call those call them the Super Bowl contenders because they can't compete at the quarterback position with teams like Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert and the Chargers, Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos, um, Buffalo and Josh Allen. So I, I wonder if they're going to have the same issue this year that they had in 2020. No more Carson Wentz. You know, uh, I think I, I think having the line is going to get do Matt 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 Ryan some wonders. Okay. I mean, even even still with well, that bad line, he only have, fell I think thirty five yards short of four thousand for like the eighth or ninth consecutive season. Let's 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 not like boast Indy's line too much because they lost pieces, and I don't know that they got significantly better than last year. And let's be honest, uh, they don't have the weapons on the outside that really create a lot of separate separation, including a Michael Pittman who's just a big body. And it's not the yeah. same as as playing behind a solid offensive line and having receivers that can separate. Matt Ryan's either going to have to force balls in there to tighter windows, or they're going to have to have significant better protection than they did last year for Carson Wentz, who's more mobile than Matt Ryan. So I don't know that this offensive yeah. line is as good as we're giving them credit for um, in, in this stage and where they're at. I worry a little bit about this team. I got another point here. You know, I, I talked about can they compete and stuff like that. You know, you talk about the pieces they brought in. You have uh, Stefan Gilmore and all this stuff that happens. Like, here you go, looking at the the additions. It's about time. There was uh, Jim Ursay, the owner of the Colts, was pissed off after the GM, uh, after Ballard, the moves and all that stuff when it took place. He wanted some change. He fired him up, right? So Matt Ryan, they bring in Matt Ryan, Yannick Ngakwe, all these big pieces. You drafted Alec Pierce. I mean, that, that's what they needed to do. They needed to bring in weapons. But I'll, I'll tell you this, Matt Ryan, right? He's a good quarterback. He's someone that can step in there. I question if he can get it done without weapons because you look at his entire career, whether you're going back to his early days of Tony G, Roddy White, Julio Jones with, with, with the dread or uh, the, the small dread cut that he had. And then they got good as he got older. And then you had some other pieces a Calvin Ridley thrown in there, a good year from Muhammad Sanu. You have some, some good pieces, a tight end. He's had weapons his whole career. You're going to Indy with Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce. Is, uh, who else do you want to throw out there? Um, you're only older. I mean, this is not good. You got a run game. You had that with Michael Turner. I question if Matt Ryan can get it done without any weapons because I haven't seen it in his career. 20 picks, 12, 12, 20 touchdowns and 12 picks last year um, throwing to Christian Blake and Zacchaeus. Listen, last year, we know last year. That's fine. Last year happened. Okay, get over it. It happened. I the, Look at the type of the people, the, the weapons you talked about that he had. I'm not saying Michael Pittman is Julio Jones, but the body type, the big body, the, the long, the rangy, uh, <laughs> the, the catch radius. You look at Alec Pierce, a guy who can get downfield and separate and stack corners the way you need to. He's got two big tight ends to work with, and he's got a very solid running back by committee. Naheem Hines is a great pass catcher. Jonathan Taylor has shown his capability to catch the ball. They just signed Philip Lindsay, who's not some world beater, but he's no scrub either. He's been in crappy situations on bad teams, but now they have the weapons. They're not all, all, all pro receivers, but you can make something of it. Not everyone's going to have a number one receiver everywhere you look. No, that, 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 see, this is what this is what I don't get. So now all of a sudden the Colts have the weapons. 
This is the same exact wide receiver room minus the T.Y. Hilton this year. And you add in a rookie in Alec Pierce who we hope is going to be good, who we hope is going to turn into something. I don't look at this Colts room and say, oh, they have a bunch of weapons. They don't. Dylan's right. They don't. They don't have. To be honest, Michael Pittman is more. He's more Des Bryant than he is Julio (laughs) Jones. Julio Jones could separate. Michael Pittman does not separate like that. Michael Pittman is the guy you're going to have to throw the ball into traffic and hope that he wins, which he does. I'm not saying he doesn't, but saying he's a weapon like Julio Jones or can do some of the things that Julio Jones does. No, not really. It's not even close. They're not in the same stratosphere right now. A Paris Campbell who hasn't been healthy. And again, a rookie in Alec Pierce who you're hoping can take the top off a of defense. And we're not just talking about one year with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan hasn't thrown 30 touchdowns the past three seasons. And before that, he had one decent year. And then he only had 20 touchdowns and 12 picks the year before that. This is not some quarterback that's been killing it for years and then had one bad season. He's getting older. His his effectiveness is not the same. He's had a great career, but let's not act like he is right in the same situation as Phillip Rivers was when he came to the Colts two years ago. And guess what? Phillip Rivers was good enough to win enough games, 11 games, get to the playoffs, play a team tough, but couldn't get the job done because he wasn't dynamic enough, because he didn't have the arm strength because he didn't have the weapons on the outside to make things happen. And that's the exact situation that Matt Ryan's walking into. Can they be good? Yes. But are they going to compete with the Chiefs, the Bills, the Chargers, the Broncos, the, the Browns, if Deshaun Watson's there? I don't see it. I think they're a good team, but I don't think they're ready to take that step yet until they get their future quarterback. And I'm sorry, 38-year-old Matt Ryan's not it. Is are we just We also need to like come back to life, too, with like Alec Pierce. Like When we did our pre-draft process, he was not even in our top 10 for wide receivers in this draft. Like we had like Jalen Tolbert, John Metch. We had those guys over, o- o- over Alec Pierce. So like just pump, we'll pump the brakes on Alec Pierce, pump, maybe pump the he's brakes on the Indianapolis. Cold. He's a good deep. Threat. He is. I'm not saying I, I am not saying he's, but I think he's a very talented wide receiver. He has the potential. He could still do some damage. Funny. We talk about how the Colts might not be there yet or there. We still have them as the top AFC South team. Aaron, you have met 11 and six. AJ, you have met 12 and five. Dylan, you have met 11 and six. And I have them at 12 and five. They are the best of, of the AFC South. I think that's pretty cut and dry right there. I don't think that there's much to look at with like, when we look at their schedule, they have some tough games, but then they have also the teams that they can still beat up on in Houston, maybe Jacksonville. What? I don't know. The Giants. I mean, this is, this is still a schedule that favors the Indianapolis Colts more so than like the Titans schedule. Um, they'll win regular season games now. because they can run the football. So they, they'll, they will win games. They're going to win enough games during the regular season because they run the football effectively. They have a really effective running back and Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. He'll be able to win some regular season games. It's really going to boil down to those playoff matchups and being dynamic enough to go out and outscore a Buffalo and outscore a Kansas city, outscore a, you know, a Chargers team or a Broncos team when they get there. So um, I think that's the real issue. It's not like, I don't, I know we bashed them a lot kind of in this segment. This is not a that's knock like- on the Colts. They are a very good football team, but you need dynamic playmakers in the moments when they count and in the playoffs. And we saw that we see that every year, whether it's even the 49ers with their success, they're, they were dynamic enough because they had Debo Samuel to make a run, right? The Rams dynamic yeah. chiefs dynamic. The Bengals had dynamic playmakers and, that's what you need when the games matter. And I think the Colts are lacking. Yeah. I wonder, I, I, 
I don't even remember where we had them in our power rankings, but I don't, I, I don't think that they're, they're, met. they're met. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not, they're a good team. Yeah. Yeah. Good team. Not great team. Going to be tough in the AFC, the, a tough AFC, not just the AFC. <laughs> South. I mean, they'll get past the AFC. Right. South. The, the Colts are like AJ's internet. It's good. But when it matters, it just doesn't really Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. I can't let him in yet because I got to do this. But okay. All right. All right. He, poor guy. Poor guy. The Houston Texans are next on our list. And their schedule looks like this here with only one primetime game. And that is week nine against the Philadelphia Eagles on Thursday night football. Dylan, what is the storyline heading into the 2022 season for the Texans? Can Davis Mills be a starting quarterback in this league? That's, I think that's one thing you look at here. Maybe you talk Lovey Smith, maybe, but I think you really look here with Davis Mills, and he's the guy that I think can be a, a starting quarterback. You saw him last year, he played great football games. The Chargers' upset was pretty damn impressive. Um, th- there, were, there were times last year where it's like, man, this guy's making throws. He took over the job uh, for, from Tyrod Taylor and started playing good football. And I mean, this is a guy, I, I really think he can do it. I mean, you look at the numbers there, 16 touchdowns a season ago. I mean, this guy is just, he made some great throws. He found Brandon Cooks was his guy most of the year. But, I mean, he needs to take that step. I think this is someone who can absolutely do it in this league, and this is his year to prove it. I mean, they'll find out if he can or not, but he's, he's, got, a nice, he's got a nice division to play with. It's not any big-time defenses. Uh, I think he could beat up on the Jags. I think he could beat up on some of the – uh, the Titans maybe, but I mean, he's, he's someone that I think can do it. And, and this is his year too. And I, I think this is the year they find out as well. Let's see it. I should talk fast. Huh? Maybe that's the case that way. If anything goes wrong, I can never get everyone. Else. <laughs> <laughs> this season for the Houston Texans, isn't anything about other than seeing what you have and how you're going to build on next season. Davis Mills, sure. Great storyline. That was last year's storyline. Is he good enough? We'll find out because they didn't pick anybody. So they obviously think that he can be a starter in the NFL for the Houston Texans. Other than that, how full is your roster and where do you go next season? What implement does Lovey Smith put together that he understands who's going to be his, his cream of the crop, the people that he put he puts his hat on season in and season out? Next year, are they going to get themselves a brand-new quarterback or are they able to fill out other places in the roster? So annoying. So, so annoying. You did good though. You did good. Good job, buddy. We heard every bit of it. You did good. You did. You did <laughs> very good. Them hands you did again. good, kid. You did good. <laughs> so as we go through the, I mean, that's. I. I think this. Even Texans fans are aware of where they stand. I think AJ nailed it on that one. Uh, but Aaron, what? What are you looking forward to most when you look at the schedule? What should Texans fans be looking forward to most uh, in in twenty twenty two? I think it's the upset. I mean, we talked about the the win. You know. They played New England close last year, the wins against the Chargers, things like that. I think you're looking at those same similar upsets this year. There's going to be games where these teams that are up and coming are going to snatch games. I'll be honest. I have them winning week one against the Colts. Coming in at home, fired up, new kind of direction, winning week one. I have them beating three good teams this year. I'm beating Vegas, I'm beating Philly, and I'm beating the Colts. And I think that's really what I'm looking at for their schedule is, is there's no game that we're saying – Hey, Houston's going to win that football game. I think we're, I think we're now just looking for the upset. Yeah, I think that, I think they can do it. And when you look at like the, the standings that we all have, 
five and 12 for you, four and 13 for AJ, four and 13 for Dylan, four and 13 for me. That's what were they last year? Were they third, three and 14? What, what, what did they finish last year? I can't remember. Uh, I think they, I think were, they were four. four so they, four so they're, 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 they're traveling down that same road where they're just, they're, they're trying, they're playing spoiler for everybody. And I think they can do it. I mean, when you, I let me take take a look and see at my schedule here for the Texans. I have them beating Chicago. Not really a big upset. I have them beating Washington. That's an upset. Carson is Wentz it? comes into town. Yeah, he'd be Washington. Eh, Carson Wentz is the quarterback. Ah, damn it, damn it. Then I don't have them beating. Oh, I have them beating Indianapolis in week 18. Does that count? Uh, you have that backwards, though. What? I mean, you have that. No, backwards. they're probably not going to go to Indy mm. and beat it. No, I mean, and I, we look at 18. if you look at the rest of the standings and how I have it shaping out, Indy is playing for nothing week 18. And that's when how do you know wild cards in a tough AFC? You jabroni, they're winning the division, you clown. It could be for a seed, it could be for the first seed, it could be for three seed. I have a hard time seeing that, but you're correct. I don't, but the way I have the schedule shaking out for the Colts and the Texans, or the the yeah, the Colts and the Texans is they meet in week 18, they're not really playing for much. Matt Ryan takes it easy, and the Texans find a way to get the dub. You know, that's that's the way I see it. And they end up with Bryce Young next year. And and we see Bryce Young and John Mechie together tearing it up. That's what's going to end up happening. Um, so you don't believe in Davis Mills? Uh, it's not that I don't believe in Davis did. Mills. It's that. Wait, wait, wait. That's what you just said. By saying they're taking Bryce no, Young. It it's means not you that I don't believe Davis in Davis Mills. Mills. I think he can be a good, a, a decent quarterback in this league. I just think that. Next year, when it when next year rolls around and you're looking at Bryce Young or Davis Mills, you're not going to be able to pass up on Bryce Young or see even CJ Shaw, not even to be a homer. Even yeah, because right. you have to have you have to have a horrible quarterback to feel that you're going to go and replace him next season. Like if you think that Davis Mills has been in place, like I'm talking like Josh Rosen was picked ten overall, then the next year number one they went Kyler Murray because Josh Rosen was historically bad. If Davis Mills comes into the season and he plays well and he and he does what they need to do, they may look to well, fill four, out other places in the roster at, and then get a at four and thirteen. I'm not sure that that, that actually is. You can't you can't use their record. That's true. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I figured it out. Yeah, guys. that's different. This Houston Texans team was the 2020 Jacksonville Jaguars because they had a quarterback in where they just tried Gardner Minshew. Right, give him the reins. This is your shot. If you have a bad year, you could get a Trevor Lawrence, a high draft pick, and a quarterback. If not, he could take nope. over and be that starter long term. That's what they got with Davis nope. Mills here. Nope. Completely different because Davis Mills was actually drafted with the draft capital, whereas Gardner Minshew yeah, no. was what? Davis, they yeah. invest like we have can't forget they did he wasn't a first round pick, but they did invest in Davis yeah, Mills. No, I, like it's not like they I, I agree. I just, so they're going to give him an opportunity. That's what, and that, I think that opportunity is this year. And I think if he does, if even if I, I get it, the schedule saying or the record saying four and thirteen might not tell the whole story. But I think when you're looking at it on paper and you see, okay, Davis Mills or C.J. Stroud or Davis Mills or Bryce Young, I think you might take your shot there. Bryce Young won't even be a top three quarterback there. Really? We don't have to get into that. Let's. He won't. No, but he won't. Like you, you. I mean, we always say Bryce Young because I do too. But like, he's probably not even going to be one of the first three quarterbacks. Yeah, fair enough. Let's uh, let let's move on to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But first, while we round out our four, last forty seconds, Aaron, 
Big news. Uh, yeah, big news, everybody. We are no longer going to be uh, broadcast on Belly Up Network, sports television, whatever that Belly Up Network is. Um, we are mutually, part. well, we are parting ways with Belly Up um, and taking our ventures independent. We are going in a different direction. We want to thank Belly Up for allowing us to be part of their platform, uh, but we have decided to go into a new direction as a um, as a crew. So Sac City will no longer be broadcast on Belly Up platforms. Um, yeah, that's all. Bye, Belly Up. Bye, Belly Up. Okay. Boom. Boom. Bye, Belly Up. <laughs> Deuces. Um, okay, so now we are obviously still live on YouTube and <laughs> Just to let everyone know, us saying goodbye to Belly Up has nothing to do with anything you guys get on the daily basis. It will change absolutely nothing on the daily basis. Like us going into the Jacksonville Jaguars and their schedule for 2022 looks like this. Only one primetime game week 16 on Thursday night football against the New York Jets. Uh, they do have a big, big week 15 matchup against the Dallas Cowboys in Jacksonville that uh, it's, it's big for us here in, in, in Sac city because hey, we take it over. I'll be there. We're going to take over week 15 when the Cowboys come to town and uh, hopefully the Jaguars can put up a good fight. Dylan, you can start it off, buddy. What's the big storyline yeah. for the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2022? Off seasons. Don't win games. Games win games. You got to win football games in order to win football games. And the Jaguars haven't done a lot of that um, over the last few years. They haven't won more than six games um, since the marvelous 2017 run, which still baffles me to this day. But look, they, they, they drop buckets, right? This year, they go over $100 million more um, of spent money that they have. And this is a chance for them to try to get back on track. Last year, you had the disaster that was Urban Meyer that, he brought in his own guys. This is your chance. They try bringing in and spending a lot of money and trying to buy wins. And if you watched, um, if you watch the movie Moneyball and baseball, uh, you can't try, can't buy wins. You got to buy players. And you got, you're trying to buy wins, not buy players is what you're trying to do. And the Jaguars here, they bought players, whether it's Christian Kirk, whether it's Brandon Sheriff, all these guys are nice additions. They need to translate that into wins. And I, I said the similar thing to the lions last uh, Wednesday, but uh, that was heart to wins. This is money to wins, and the Jaguars need to win, and they haven't done a lot of that lately. So um, my storyline here uh, is going to be, you guys should like this one. You should be very happy. It's a connection between Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. Doug Peterson, I think, is going to be a much, much improved coach uh, as compared to uh, Urban Meyer there. But what – what Doug Peterson's been to quarterback since he's basically been in this league since he was a player and, you know, winning a Super Bowl behind Brett Favre in 96. Um, I, I think about how he is going to help progress him in his second year. Look at the guys that Doug Peterson has brought along. When Mike Vick came back into the league for Philadelphia, he was a quarterback coach there. And while they weren't, you know, winning Super Bowls or going deep playoff runs, Mike Vick came back into the league and was able to progress. Alex Smith in Kansas City. Uh, I remember, I think it was 2015. They started one and fifth, one and five. Andy Reid says, hey, Doug, go ahead and work with Alex. Take over the play calling. They win 10 straight games. Carson Wentz, what he is now? Yeah, sure, we could talk about that forever. But his rookie season, everyone talked about him like it was gangbusters. His first two years, he had 7,000 yards and 49 touchdowns. And then he goes on to win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles after Carson Wentz gets, help, uh, gets hurt late in the season. So now you go with a generational talent, a number one overall pick, a guy that we all expect big things from, despite what we saw last year. 
and you get Doug Peterson, a guy who will invest in an offensive line, who will invest in improving and developing his quarterback and try to win football games the right way. So while you, while you may not see an immediate, huge, big step in success this season, you will see improvements from Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars offense. And Doug Peterson, I think, will have a big part to do with that. Yeah, for me, I'm only looking at one thing. Pretty simple. I'm looking at how sad Jacksonville Jaguars fans are going to be by week 15 when they have one win or two wins and they're starting to talk about we should have got a different coach and we get, we need a new quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is not the answer. It's just unfortunate. It, it, because wait, wait, hold on. Hold Jaguars on. Hold fans. On. Hold on. No, you're not going to disrespect us like this for, 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 for all. Well, of all. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. No, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. You said only one win. <laughs> by week fifth around week 15 when week 15 rolls around if i do you have them at four wins so if they're at one win when week 15 rolls around that means when <laughs> dallas comes into town we're gonna kick their sorry ass is what's happening yeah. they're sure tell not <laughs> New York yet, and they sure tell not this is where jaguars this is what jaguars do this is what jaguars fans they take it so personal it's it's a little bit out of context a little bit sarcastic i don't okay well then don't be sarcastic then just exactly. say what you want to say say what well, you well, okay then i'll just I'll say it just like I have it on my paper. When Jacksonville is, let's see, they're three and six. When they're three and six, Jaguars fans are going to be like, this is not working. They're three and seven. We need to get better. Three and eight. Oh, no. Trevor Lawrence is not the answer. Three and nine. We need to do coach. Three and 10. Three and 11. Three and 12. Three and 13. You just sound All so the stupid, until, though. You, you no, just sound so this, stupid, though. No, no. What's stupid is every year, Jaguars fans have a new excuse as to what they're doing wrong. Instead of letting the process play out, let a young team develop and get better and endure those four and 13 years, endure those five. Because look at the schedule. They're not winning. The Jacksonville Jaguars are not going to go this year and win 10 games. But yet every Jaguars fan, if they go four and 13 and they end up with the number one overall pick again, going to be like, same old Jaguars, spend a hundred million, don't win no games. Instead of just allowing, looking at what's on tape, allowing the players to develop and being okay with that. And that's the difference between a delusional fan, which you tend to be with Jacksonville, which is why you cut me off with them and not anybody else, and and somebody that just looks at what they have and says, you know what? We're not a big market. We don't have, we don't attract great free agency. We have a franchise quarterback that we drafted number one overall. We have to give him time to grow. Now he has a head coach who we think can do that. Do we expect that year one? I'm sorry, I don't. And I do wish AJ... You had some better names on the list of trying to support Doug Peterson than the names you posted, because that actually makes me a little bit worried. Because although Trevor Lawrence is superior talent to the I mean, players, maybe outside of a Michael Vick, uh, dynamic wise, I, I now question what has Doug Peterson actually done with quarterbacks. But while they were while they were there, they were fine. When they went on to other places, where I'm they not fell looking off. for fine from Trevor Lawrence. Jacksonville can't have fine from Trevor right. Lawrence. That is something I will agree with the Jacksonville fans on. He can't be just fine. He has to be a superstar. Otherwise, it's it's it was it was a loss. It's as simple as that. Seven thousand yards and fifty touchdowns so, in two. So years. the reason I'm why I cut you off back. though was because, and we have to stop. Like we say this on the show all the time, and I'm not just talking about or defending Jacksonville Jaguar fans here. If anything, I'm not defending them at all. But we talk about it all the time. All fan bases have to come to grips with reality on these things. Okay. Texans. Fan, there are plenty of Texans fans out there that do the same thing that what you said, Jaguar, you're just not as close to Texans fans as you are with us two jabronis who are Jaguar fans. 
I'm only speaking about the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. I'm aware, but why didn't you say that when the Texans were up? Why didn't you because say that when the, the Texans, Lions were up yesterday? Why didn't you say that when the Bears the were up the other day? Because the Texans didn't a first-round pick on Trevor Lawrence. Okay, so why didn't you why why didn't you say that when the Bears and were I up did, the other day? I did talk about you the didn't Bears. talk about their fans though. You didn't say okay, Bears fans, because, you have to be patient with Justin Fields. You have to. Be, they have a new head Vinny, coach. They got a new base, head coach. Have, what? I mean, they they're you going, have to understand the the Bears fan base is not the ones I'm talking to. You. I hear you in the chat and Dylan in my exactly chat. What I I just said. Said this is exactly what I just said. You, you're I'm not, not you're confirming what I just they said. They don't talk to me. I'm, what I'm saying is I'm talking directly I to just you. I said this. You are the one I've heard. I just, you are the one but I've I heard. just said this. I literally just, these are the words that came out of my mouth. Listen closely. Listen closely. I, I, I said you. to you, the reason why that you are doing this for the Jaguars and you're saying that, Oh, it's the ja- like Jaguars fans do this. All fans do it. And this is what I was trying to be neutral here. I was trying to say all fans do this. All fans. But that's not the point because I'm very consistent, Vinny. When Cincinnati fans are delusional, what you, do I say? You are. When Tennessee you Titans are. fans are delusional, guess but, what? The only people that have chirped at me have been Tennessee Titans fans, Cincinnati Bengals fans, and you and Dylan. I, and mostly you when you get all in your feelings about the Jacksonville Jaguars. To me, I just think all fan bases have to get a grip with the reality of what's actually happening with their teams. That's what I was trying to say. Yes. Not trying to attack yes. you. Not I, like, I, but you did no, because you stopped because you're singling my, out. My you're trying. You are singling out Jaguar. Like you know, you you even said because it. You're like that's who we're you talking even about. Said it. You even said it. Uh, maybe I was being a little bit sarcastic. Maybe I was doing this and that. You were. So I yes. stopped you because yes. you were being sarcastic and that. I do that with every you, fan base you were that not. we're discussing. No, that, it's not. That is Vinny, not what happened. Stop. Every time anybody from a fan base has talked to me personally that I have disagreed with, Bengals fans, I, I directly look at them and I tell them they need to get a grip. I don't do that with the Green Bay Packers but or the Rams. That's what you do. Because but that's what you have, said. You, 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 you do no, exactly but you're that. not listening you, because they have not said anything to me. You, you, you have. You are a Jaguars fan and you've said something. Do you want me to go on my phone so, and yes, look I'm up a, all the notifications I'm, of people saying things to you in the comment section on YouTube? Yes, and I directly impact those. And everything you say to them, even if it's on the show or it's through comments, it's direct, it's not sarcastic, it's honest, it's 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 there. It's saying what they need to do. It's saying Oh, it's, I've said they're sarcastic things before. Uh, okay. when, I, when I talk about Carson Wentz being a turd and doing all this stuff, like that's sarcasm. I, I am very respectful to these players in the NFL and knowing that they're NFL players. A lot of it is sarcastic, but what is not sarcastic is talking about the franchise and the state of the franchise that they're in. If the difference between you stopping me was one win versus me saying when they're three no, and 12, then, then I'm sorry. I, I should have said they were three and 12. I stopped you because you were being sarcastic and you were not, you were, I wasn't. You said you were. I, I, That's the word. The word I, I, you said. I, I said the you word. literally said those right, words. Right, all right, all right, no, no. All right. No, no, stop, stop, stop. I was being sarcastic when I said one in 13. I could have, that's what okay. I said. easily could have said. When, that's why, I, that's when I stopped you. Well, at the same because time, you were being, so you would have stopped me if I would have said three at and the 12. same time, though. I would have, if I'd have said three and 12, you wouldn't have stopped me. No, because that's accurate. That is a potential record for the Jaguars. But you said one in one in 16, so that, and you were being, so you know what you were doing. At the same you time, said though, it yourself. I mean, that also makes him correct that you're in your feelings because we can be sarcastic about a thousand yes, things. Exactly. It doesn't matter. I, exactly. <laughs> I am in my, you, you don't stop me when I do that with the, with anybody else. When I'm sarcastic about anybody else, Vilas Jones being 100 years old, I'm not well, man, no, you that's accurate. Me. It's not that's realistic. Accurate. 
No, Man, it's exactly, that's, exactly accurate. that's accurate. That's accurate. You're in your feelings. You're, you're, in you're your right. Feelings I am in my feelings. I am in my feelings. But I was trying not to be in my feelings because I was trying to say to everybody, to all fan bases, and everyone who watches this show, just to be realistic with your team's expectations, okay? That's what I was trying to say. But then you I was getting ready to go Javon Kinlaw and you start yelling at you with food in my That's head. fine. That's fine. My, my, my show will get the views. And apparently that that Jabroni is a god of, amongst San Francisco 49ers fans. I mean, we see it in the comments all the time. I digress. Let me get into my storyline here for oh. the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> oh. And it actually it actually has a lot to do with what you just said and what I was trying to honestly say about the Jaguars. It's that we just just seeing the step in the right direction for the Jaguars, even if it's whatever record, what, what's the records that we have, even if it's four and 13, even if it's a four and 13 record and they are doing exactly like maybe what, maybe like the Detroit lions did last year, they're losing games. It's a tough season, but you're still seeing that hope. And that's what the problem was last season for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that's one of the reasons why we did kind of get upset last year with the Jags is because there wasn't that many glimpses of hope. There were some, there was some, I'm not going to be ignorant and say there, there was none, but there was very little. There was not many glimpses of hope to be, okay, let's the, this, we can move, continue moving into a positive direction. And then it spiraled again. And we're back to square one again. We just want to see constant steps in the right direction. If it's two steps forward and one step back, I'm okay with that. It happens. They're a young football team, but I don't want to see two steps forward and 25 steps back. Cause urban Meyer kicked Josh Lambeau. So like Ironic. stuff like that. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that it's going to happen again or whatever. I'm just saying <laughs> we don't want to be set back as, as it's, as a team. And when you look at the standings, it looks like all of us do believe that the Jaguars are going to take a step in the right direction. Aaron, you have them at four and 13. AJ, you have him at five and twelve. Dylan is a little excited and has him at seven and ten. <laughs> and I have him at five and twelve, just like AJ. So, so Dylan, I'll direct this to you. When you look at the Jaguars' schedule, where's the uh, where's the where's the extra wins coming from that some people may may think the Jaguars are are going to lose? I think they start hot. And when I say hot, I seriously I think they can beat Washington. We saw Carson Wentz against that team last year. Um, that was pretty easy. The Colts, I mean, I'm telling you, it's Jacksonville. I said it last year, even when they sucked. Even when the Jaguars were dead-ass team last year, I said, watch out, the Colts are going to uh, lose because they always do there in Jacksonville. 2-0, and right? Lose to the Chargers, lose to Philly. Houston, I think they win. There's three. Lose to Indianapolis. They can beat the Giants, four. They go on a tough skid before they're by. They lose all three. They're, uh, they're at four. They can beat Detroit, five. I think they split Tennessee at six. I think they take the Jets at seven. If they don't take the Jets at seven, then they take Houston at seven. And I think that gets them their seven wins. It's not yeah. delusional. It's not. Um, I will, I will, it's not. And I, I will say this. I actually have them starting hot. That's what I told you. I have them hot in the sense of three and four, wow. which would be, I'm sure Jaguars fans would love that if they start three and four. Um, I think the biggest thing here is, I think the middle part of that season is going to be tough for them. Because those teams are, it's a tough schedule for the most part. When you get teams that are bad football teams, and they, they've been a bad football team, the games that we look at and say they should win, they're not there. So when they, when you have them going against Houston, it's a division game, so you can have them splitting it. But when they play against Washington, you're like, yeah, Washington's a bad football team. So is Jackson. So that game becomes now a toss-up game. 
And if you lean Jacksonville, then so be it. And that's kind of what Dylan did to me is he, he, those, those games that are like, you can lean either way. He gave the, the edge to Jacksonville, which is perfectly fine. Yeah. If Jacksonville won seven games, oh, you could come on here and I would be like, I'd be I'm jumping in the streets. I, I, I would be, but I wouldn't be surprised either. Like, I really would not be surprised because they do have winnable games on the schedule, but are they going to be able to pull out those winnable games? Um, and I just lean towards saying no. This I have I have them going 0-4 to start the season. Wow. I have them losing their first four games and then winning it. That that indie game, they're going to win. I don't. That's still, hey, it's still going to be hot in Jacksonville yeah, at that time. It's only week two. I, and I, like Dylan, there is something to be said as you haven't beat a team. Since 2012 or whatever. 14. Yeah. At home. I, yeah. And it I, even I, counts I, London, too. They even went across the pond and got their ass kicked. That's, man, that's tough. That's tough. I, <laughs> I, what I should Hey, I was remember last year. I was that guy. There's no way. Both are going to lose Jacksonville last week. Of season, and you guys convinced me to take them and talk me into it. And it happened. I will never doubt it. Was it shocking. Anymore until, until it was so. shocking. I went, I, went with the, I went with all the teams getting their revenge on Jacksonville this year. <laughs> Carson Wentz beating them week one. I think no, that here's, and then, and here's where I knew that record would where that would never be broken, where the Colts will never win in Jacksonville again. When Cody Kessler beats an Andrew Locke playoff Colts team six zip, then yeah, that's Some, never happened again. Something I mean, last year, last year was that prime example. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't it, think it's it, a it better was. example than last year, honestly. Like Carson Wentz or not, man, like. I'm sorry, the Jags yeah. were not good enough to beat or should not have been good enough to beat that yeah. Indianapolis team. Especially with with what was on yeah. the line for Indiana. Yeah. Especially with what was on the line. Yeah. Let's also not forget, Yannick Ngakwe is now an Indianapolis Colt. Boy, he about to go score. Right. Oh, he's still so excited games. for that right now. Oh, exactly. <laughs> he's been on five teams in four years, three yeah. years. I don't know. What so wild, he's been, isn't it? He has schedule. Been. He's got Minnesota. Yeah, getting it up. Vegas. Yeah, Baltimore, getting it up. Vegas. <laughs> I forgot he was Baltimore. in Baltimore, too. Wow. Yeah. I thought yeah. that's where he would have stayed. Jacksonville, Minnesota, Baltimore, Vegas, and now the Colt in three years. Wow. And they play him all this year. I thought he was a good. I think I, he's a good player, I but I mean, I, I, that's going on. No, he is good. He is. I love. He can he's get, been he productive. Gets the out. When he gets he's been the, productive. He can, yeah, something's bitch. just not right there. Like maybe it's a personnel or a personality thing. I don't know. Something's not right there. But he is good. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So our final standings for the AFC South looks like this. Uh, we all have the Indianapolis Colts number one. We all have the Tennessee Titans number two. We all have the Houston Texans. Oh well, Dylan doesn't have the Houston Texans. In, uh oh well yeah no we all have the Houston Texans in last except for Aaron you know numbers are really hard for me that's that's kind of what it comes down to uh, take, take the Michael Sherman math tutoring class it, I really Jags should third. just go to yeah yeah we all have the Jags third except for Aaron who has the Jags last and Houston third why why do you, is that do you have any reasoning behind that uh, Aaron at all why do I have the Houston? yeah it's just one game no. I'm not really gonna look into it that much but maybe you do have something on that that. Um, some of their game, it really came down to, for me, I do a lot based on home and away. And it came down to some of the games that I have. I feel like they have at home, um, that they can pull off against good teams. Remember I talked about upsets. I think when you play some good teams at home, um, I think they're le- likely to lay down because they, they expect a win. They come in there, they have let down games. That's really what it boiled down to. I think I have them beating, like I said, I only have them beating one bad football, two bad football, Washington and Jackson. Yep. But I haven't beaten Philly, Indy at home, and then going on the road to Vegas and getting them off of their bye week. So off of Houston's bye week, they come back, they they play well there. Yeah. But to me, Jacksonville just had a tougher stretch. After that Giants game, I have Jacksonville losing every single game until week eight. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, it's a tough stretch. 
ETN will be uh, ready to, to go. Yeah, he's, he's, he's ready yeah, he's, for practice. Should be 100% for training camp. I think y'all are getting ready to have a pretty uh, closer to a run-heavy style team this year anyways. I think that might be a step that kind of helps. I, 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 I can see Doug Peterson keeping the, the line moving forward and having the usage of James, James Robinson and Travis Etienne. He likes to run the ball. Doug Peterson's going to throw that football all yeah, over. Yeah, I'm not sure why, where you're getting that. He likes to run from. the football. I'm not sure where you're getting that in from. With who? <laughs> who was he throwing the football <laughs> with in Philly? Running? Hey, wait, 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 wait. Michael Vick is on this list. Michael Vick is on this list, okay? Doug Peterson is a quarterback. Yeah, that man's going to throw the creed. And all their signings in the offseason, too, led to pass, pass, Kurt pass. Jones. I mean, James Robinson will get his, ET, and they'll probably use ETN out of the pass. So, but it's it's going to be about Trevor Lawrence and Stephanie. Yeah, it's, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. All right, that does it for our AFC South coverage. We'll be back again live on Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern time right here on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Going over the NFC South and AJ's Atlanta Falcons, the Saints – the Bucks and the Carolina Panthers. All that. Oh, you're so lucky. I'm not going to. We can do it right now. Let's talk about it. <laughs> all right. Going into the, AFC, <laughs> the NFC South. Their schedule looks like this. I, no, I, I know one thing. Dylan is not prepared for that. <laughs> Dylan's no. not even prepared for the live shows, let alone a show that's supposed I, to be on Monday. <laughs> Get out of here. He was, uh, he was more prepared than I was. So I won't, I won't, I won't go on with this one. What? <laughs> well, that's like a turd sandwich and a giant douche, like in the South Park episode. <laughs> well, <laughs> which one's the turd, Vinny? Well, if you have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. All right. Glad we're friends, guys. Oh, okay, I got I got. I'm. I'm going. I'm going out tonight. I'm gonna celebrate my last couple of days before I head out. Uh, love everybody. Appreciate you guys. There it is. There it show, is. We appreciate you. Best of luck. Uh, in your future endeavors, uh, we will miss you. Can't wait to have you back. That con. I'm not retiring. your day. <laughs> in your future endeavors. <laughs> well, already. Whoa. 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 Hey, <laughs> this is a. This is this is bringing back memories of old school stuff, man. Where we would just sit here and talk nothing. about nothing for. 20, 25 minutes and people still be listening. Hey, let's do um, a final countdown. Oof. No, no, nope. no, I gotta go. Nope. Let's that does it, it for another episode of the Sac City Podcast. We'll be back in live Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter for your boy AJ Johnson and for my best friend Aaron Mukes and for the smoothest voice in sports casting. I am me. We will see you Monday. Bye. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs>